You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another special edition episode of the Assembly Call, as today your Indiana Hoosiers got the news that we've all been expecting for a while, but it was still very exciting to get it and make it official, and that is that Liam McNeely is coming to Indiana to play his college basketball. McNeely, of course, the 6'7 wing originally from the Dallas area who now plays at Montverde Academy, comes from a legacy of college basketball players as he was talking about, his great-grandfather, his grandfather, his mom. So many people in his family have played college basketball, and now he is the next one coming to a place with fans that he called crazy, uh, (laughs) who have been you know, coming to his games and telling him to, uh, to become a Hoosier. Uh, And it is what is hopefully the first commitment in what will be a couple more in Mike Woodson's first, you know, really big recruiting class filled with high school recruits, as Liam talked about in his announcement. His next two calls are to Derek Queen, his teammate, who was standing right there filming it, and then also to Boogie Fland. We now await their uh, commitments or their announcements. Boogie Fland first, uh, maybe next week, and then Derek Queen after that. Uh, but today, the spotlight is on Liam McNeely, and so we are going to spend the rest of our time here in this special edition episode talking about this commitment what Liam is like as a player, what he is going to bring to Bloomington, uh, and what this commitment means just in terms of the bigger picture for Mike Woodson and the Indiana basketball program. We'll have a few friends popping in and out. Uh, But first here with me is the coach, Brian Tonsoni. Coach, your immediate reaction to Liam McNeely making it official that he's coming to Bloomington. It's just, it's, it's good news. Uh, One for the you know, particular player we're getting, but also uh, we've had point guards and we've had bigs. This is that wing, that special wing, top 20 wing that just brings versatility to your program that you can shoot, you can drive, you can do those things. We're hoping Mbaco can do that. You know, the whole three, four question. This kid is a, is a two guard or a three, depending on what you're going to, where you're going to put him and what kind of lineup you're going to have. But the, his ability to score the basketball is something that will really make uh, Indiana better uh, the time that he is with the Indiana Hoosiers, he's just got a special knack about playing the game, which you want in, in your program. And, um, you know, what, six, 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 seven, good size, uh, to, to be a, a defensive player as well. I like this defensive positioning in the, in the highlight tapes. Uh, you know, they're all good offensive plays, but he's, he's in the right position. He's knocking the ball out with his, with the correct hand. It, it, it looks to me like he is a talented young man, but he's also a technique person as well. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of uh, young man we want in the Indiana program. Yeah, you know, Tony Adranya, who I think is going to join us. It's a little, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's middle of the day Sunday. It was kind of last minute when we found out when the announcement would be. So, uh, you know, we'll see who's able to join us. But, you know, Tony did an IU film room uh, on Liam McNeely and just this morning on Twitter posted about a, a 70 second clip of highlights just from one game. And this was last night's game where Liam popped for 25 points, playing on a team with Cooper Flagg and Derek Queen and Curtis Givens and other guys in this top flight invitational, he pops for 25 points, seven boards and six steals. And in the 72nd video, you know, it really coach, I think encapsulates 
all the different things that he can do. You know, we know about the shooting, and that's kind of the first thing that, you know, helped him burst onto the scene is he's an excellent shooter, an excellent outside shooter with a nice compact shooting form, a quick release, the kind of shooting form, honestly, that, that really looks like it'll translate to college, whereas a lot of guys who maybe take a little bit more time with their release struggle with the speed of the game. You know, Liam, because he's played with Montverde against, you know, other high-level recruits, you know, for so long, and he has that shooting form, I have a lot of confidence that that will translate. But you watch that highlight video, and you see all the other stuff. You know, the defense really stood out. You know, his ability to, just based on IQ and positioning, even against guys that are more athletic, be in the right position, use his hand-eye coordination to get deflections and steals. Like I said, he had six steals. Uh, he's a very good passer, um, you know, a very good you know, kind of ball mover where the ball doesn't stick with him. He understands the game. He thinks steps ahead. And so, you know, as I've been thinking about him, Coach, he's the kind of guy, and, and I'm going to read some scouting reports of him, you know, here in just a minute to give everybody a flavor. I think what you find about Liam is, you know, maybe not elite at any one thing, except for the outside shooting, which I think, you know, you shoot 40, over 40%, you know, across your high school career, you know, you're an elite shooter. But then outside of that, he's just really good at everything. And maybe he's not going to be your leading scorer, but he'll be your second or third scorer. Maybe won't lead you in assists, but could be second or third in assists. Might not lead you in rebounds, second or third in rebound. You know, so he's going to be that guy that just kind of stuffs the stat sheet, does a little bit of everything, and understands how to play with other good players. And that's not something with a high-level high school recruit, you know, who's maybe always been kind of the go-to guy that you get. But because of his experience playing at Montverde, playing with all these other excellent players, he really knows how to be a shooter who can score, but also a connector to help other guys. And then from a defensive standpoint, you know, this is kind of the big question mark about him. You know, how is he going to fare there? And yes, there are probably going to be some matchups where just athletically, you know, he may be at a bit of a disadvantage, but because of his ability to position himself, because of his ability to play team defense, and again, his ability to just use his quick hands to deflect and distract from what's going on, he can be a solid defender who's not necessarily going to hurt you and potentially play from the two to the four, depending on what kind of lineup you want to construct and, you know, what your opponent is doing. And so I think as you start to think about, okay, you know, what guy is this? He's the kind of player that fits in any lineup. Like you're never going to have a problem saying, boy, how do you fit Liam in this? No, he fits anywhere because he can just do all of those things and blend his game with great players against great players. And those are the kinds of guys that Indiana hasn't had a ton of, you know, over the years. And I think that's what makes this recruitment in addition to some other reasons, which we're going to get to, a really, really big get for Mike Woodson. Because as you look towards next season, a lot of question marks about the roster, right? Xavier Johnson's going to be gone. We hope Kalel and McKenzie and Baco are going to be gone. You know, there's going to be a lot of prominent spots in the rotation for guys to step in. And he's a guy now that you can put in, and now you just start filling in pieces around him. And he's going to fit no matter what those pieces are. And that's why I think he's such an important building first building block for this recruiting class for Mike Woodson. Yeah. Yeah. It, he just, he checks off a lot of boxes as you were saying, uh, and, and just the intangibles. I think once we start watching even more film and, and eventually, you know, he plays tonight, I believe right in the uh, yeah. championship game. Uh, it's on ESPN or ESPN two. Uh, his, he just, you, you understand, you can see guys who really understand the game at such a high level. His cutting uh, in, in a couple of those 
uh, situations on the highlight tapes. Um, you know, I, I try to look at stuff beyond just the ball going in the basket. That's nice to see as well. <laughs> um, but but he he was able to back cut um, when a teammate penetrated. He was able to catch and come off a ball screen. He was able to crab dribble and crab dribble and shake and bake in the post against a guy equal size or uh, even bigger uh, to to be able to score uh, off the drive. So you know we're all going to pay attention to the offense because that's what we all do. Um, but but he is. He he has that knack for basketball, which those Mount Verde guys do. Like Jalen had that knack coming in from there. Malik has that ability to score with both hands and in the post. And yes, they all need refri- refining in certain areas at the next level of play. But the jump for for those types of players coming from those programs is not as much as as you had in the past with some kids who did not play that level of competition. Uh, not just in AAU, but in their high school teams. But this is a complete player. Uh, and, and as far as the basketball goes, this is someone you want on your roster because he can do a lot of things that you need to do. Um, you know, you, you look at, uh, you know, we had to try to find ways with players in Woody's first two years that were great guys, but maybe were a little one dimensional. You know, Miller Cop was a shooter, he played good defense. Uh, but he wasn't the quickest guy. Uh, race was just tougher than nails and, and a rebounder and, and, and a glue guy, but never materialized shooting the three. And we're getting multidimensional uh, kid here in, in Liam. And I think that just, you know, that, that speaks volumes on the basketball court. But his recruitment does a lot more, as we'll talk about, yeah. uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers uh, because he said yes, uh, not just in his class, but in classes to come down. I think it was a huge, huge commitment for coach Woodson, uh, in, as we've talked about those long-term commitments, uh, he, he won one against the biggie, uh, over out there at Kansas. And that can just be a snowball for, for, uh, coach Woodson's recruiting. By the way, I want to let everybody know there's a little more background noise that you're hearing on my end. We, uh, so we're going on a dad daughter camp out in like three weeks. And so we've been planning for weeks to have people come over today and do a pumpkin carving uh, at 2 o'clock. And so just earlier this morning, we find out that the commitment is coming at 2.45. So we have a house full of people. I may bounce off in a little bit to go back and join them. Uh, But that's what's what's going on here. as we, and one of the guys is actually a Kansas fan, and so we were able to watch it together. Uh, of course, you know, there wasn't a ton of suspense. You know, again, Liam has been expected to come to Indiana for a while. Kansas jumped in there, but they recently got that commitment from Rakeese Passmore, uh, who plays, you know, a similar role to Liam. So this has been expected, but coach, that doesn't lessen the importance. And so I want to real quick put this recruitment just into a little bit of perspective, uh, you know, for those who maybe haven't tracked it quite as closely as the rest of us have. So Liam McNeely, uh, anywhere you look as a five-star prospect, according to 24-7, five-star, the number 15 player in the class, the 24-7 composite, which combines 24-7 and ESPN and some other rating services, uh, has him as a five-star and the number 13 prospect. And according to their rating system, uh, he's rated at 0.9952. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, in the 24-7 era, which I think goes back to 99 or sometime in the late 90s, you know, where they've been tracking and publishing their rankings, Liam McNeely is the third highest rated recruit to attend Indiana. Romeo Langford is number one. Noah Vonley, number two, and then Liam McNeely, and then Cody Zeller uh, came after that. Uh, and 
you know, when you look at that list now, uh, and then after Cody, you've got Jalen Huchifino, then Christian Lander, then DJ White, then Malik Renew, then Tamar Bates, then Trace Jackson Davis. Those are now the 10 highest rated recruits in the 24-7 era. Coach, four of them have come in Mike Woodson's, you know, three years on the job. And, you know, we know about recruiting. It doesn't always work out, right? Just look at those names on there right now. You know, you've got a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, who became one of the best players in school history, a guy like Cody Zeller, who was, you know, just absolutely a key to two of the best seasons we've had in the last 30 years. And then you've got a guy like Christian Lander that never really materialized, you know, a guy like Tamar Bates, who, you know, had some ups and downs and ended up transferring. There are no guarantees here, but you absolutely put yourself in a better position to get Indiana basketball back where we want to go when you get more of these guys, you know, and you increase your odds then for them becoming excellent players uh, and, you know, becoming the fabric of winning teams, uh, which is excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat live from Italy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ryan Phillips joining us. What time is it there? Uh, It is almost 10 o'clock. So, uh, and tomorrow I have to get up and drive all the way to Rome from the middle of the country to, to get ready to fly out of here. So I stayed up for Liam McNeely though. So I did, I heard that Boogie Flan's coach is in Italy at a wedding. So is it true yeah. that you are there visiting Boogie Flan's coach to put in a good word for the Hoosiers? Sadly, we just missed each other, which I think means he avoided me. Uh, I <laughs> All right. So give us, give us your thoughts. What, what is this? What does this mean? And I specifically want to ask you this because you have been someone who has said Mike Woodson has done well in these short recruitments you know, hasn't done as well in the longer recruitments. And I think this is another reason why this is an important one. He's not a kid yep. from Indiana. He was initially expected to as a strong Texas lean, which changed when Chris Beard left. And now Mike Woodson is able to get him. So kind of put that into context and how you're viewing it. Enormous. I mean, absolutely enormous to prove that you can do a long recruitment for a top player and land him, especially one, you know, I think it sends even more of a message that it's somebody outside of Indiana who didn't grow up loving Indiana. You didn't have that built in advantage. You built the relationship with the whole staff, with his coaching staff, with his school, and you built it with the kid and you maintain it and stayed towards the top. You know, I think everybody gets nervous when, when a Kansas gets as involved as it was late, but Indiana was able to stem that tide and stem that charge. And, uh, it's huge for Mike Woodson. It's it's the first time this has really happened. I mean, Jalen Huchifino, you could say, well, that was a long recruitment. Not really. I mean, he committed pretty early in the process and liked the opportunity of playing point guard in Mike Woodson's system. And had a know. pre-existing relationship with Kenya Hunter. And so he it was just did. a little different. Yeah, it's very different. This was a from the ground up recruitment uh, of a kid who wound up, you know, when they started pursuing him, he wasn't top 15. He was a little bit lower. Uh, he's consistently moved up the rankings and they saw that in him early. And, and you can also say, well, they're recruiting everybody at Montverde, but they really, really liked him, his versatility and what he offers that they haven't had on the roster yet, um, it, which is a, an inside out guy who can also stroke it from three and, and, you know, is versatile enough to get more than just, it is a very versatile offensive player. I'll say. Did they start recruiting of, him before he got to Montverde too? I think they were, I think it was prior I, I'd have I to go look so. at the timeline, I guess, but I think so. Yeah. Um, but I think he went shortly after yeah. uh, that all happened. So, but anyway, I mean, look, and I, I was talking to my parents about this cause they were kind of asking, cause I was waiting around refreshing Twitter and everything. They're kind of asking, <laughs> well, what does this mean? And I was like, well, here's the deal. There are three guys they want that are left and this is the one they have to get for the other two to make sense. 
And, and it's sort of like, if you don't get the other two now, you feel like, well, we got a really good player. Maybe you fill out the, the holes in the transfer portal, hope some guys come back, all that stuff. But you get him, and it feel like it increases the likelihood you get at least one of the others. And, and, yeah. and you start to start a trend of, it's okay to come here, look at these guys, look at what they're doing. And don't mistake it, Jalen Huchifino getting drafted where he was, being on the Lakers, getting talked about all the time. Darvin Ham said that that kid's in the MVP of training camp and things like that. That helps Indiana and will continue to help Indiana. So a huge day for the staff, uh, for Indiana fans clearly all over the world. Uh, (laughs) Truly a global announcement today by Liam McNeely. I just love the mental image of you walking through the Sistine Chapel and everybody's looking up and Ryan's head is down, refreshing, waiting for Liam McNeely's announcement. Um, But no, it's it's enormous. And you're right, I have been critical of, and and not critical of the way they've done anything, but just kind of like, hey, I want to see it. I want to see you finish off one of these big recruitments. And they've done it now. And, And hopefully this is kind of like getting that first pebble to start the avalanche, you know, and, and, and really get it going. And um, they need to get guys, you know, if they want to contend uh, with the big boys, they've got to continue to get this kind of recruit. You can't, I, I just don't think you can portal your way to a title. I really don't. I think it, those guys can help, but I think the foundation needs to be these top level high school guys. Yeah, no, it's a great point, Ryan. And we now also have with us, Tony Adrania, Mr. There's IU three Italians on himself. There, there are, there are <laughs> very, very appropriate. I would say, Tony, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for being able to join us on short notice. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Uh, rough, rough one for the Colts, but, uh, Liam McNeely committing, uh, has me in a good mood nonetheless. So yeah, super excited about this commitment and, uh, what it means for IU moving forward. So we talked, you know, coach gave kind of our basic scouting reports and we talked about, you know, just kind of putting it in context in terms of the rating. I mean, this is the third highest rated player in the 24-7 era. You know, of all the folks here, uh, you know, on this show, you've done the most in terms of, you know, really diving into the video, watching Liam play. I recommend everybody go look at your Twitter account and watch the 70 seconds of video, which I thought were a perfect encapsulation of how Liam just has an ability to affect everything on the court. He can do a little bit of everything. Give me your scouting report of Liam McNeely in terms of what we're getting and maybe what a couple things are that you look at that you know, are things he's going to have to improve to really have that same impact in college. Sure, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you just get somebody that's very dynamic on the offensive end and something that or somebody that can just flat out shoot the ball. Uh, you know, in that, that 70-second clip that you referenced on my Twitter account from just last night's game, the kids' mechanics are smooth, man. It is just a, a pretty-looking jump shot. He gets it off quickly. His feet are set. Um, you know, that's that's something that I know IU fans are going to be extremely excited about is that it's just a knockdown wing shooter. Um, you know, like IU had Miller Cop and Trey Galloway last season that were over 40%, but Liam McNeely is just on a different level where, um, you know, he can, he can shoot at a high volume. And, and still shoot at that, you know, 40, 45% clip, which is super exciting. Um, but outside of that, he's not just a one trick pony in terms of um, shooting the basketball. He can put the ball in the deck. Um, he, he maneuvers his body well. He plays off of two feet well. Um, you know, you're getting a kid from Montverde. Uh, sorry, the sun is like shining directly on me. So I look like a <laughs> in this halo of um, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, you know, you're, you're getting a kid too, that's 
extremely well coached um, and, and coming from a program that is getting kids ready to play immediately. And that's, that's something else that IU fans can be excited about is that, you know, it's, it's not somebody that's coming in with like raw athleticism. You know, it's not like the Hunter Perea's uh, and things like that from, you know, the movement where it was high upside is why they were five stars or four stars. It's like somebody that's ready to contribute right now. And, um, you know, just f- phenomenal player. Um, you know, you mentioned it kind of has like some Dane five type instincts on the defensive end. Like he's not going to wow you with his athleticism. He's not going to be like locking down the other team's best player probably, but he's just so has such good instincts, um, you know, knows for the ball in the right position at the right time. Like you don't have to worry about him not being positioned well. And those things like last night led to six steals for him. Like those things are just like the intangibles that are there as well um, are exciting. Do you view him as a, as a creator in terms of like, can he operate out of the the pick and roll? Have you seen any of that? Or is he more of a ball mover on offense? He, he can. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting too, is that he, he can, operate out of the pick and roll. And, you know, last night, actually, Montverde or the Florida Eagles, um, you know, is what they're called this tournament. Uh, they actually utilized Liam a little bit, like kind of running the point um, a little bit and, and setting some ball screens for him to create. Now, do I think it's like the best thing he does? No, but can he do it with the right matchups? And will Mike Woodson put him in those situations? I think he will. Yeah, I think what's, what's interesting about him is – if you look at the way Mike Woodson wants his wings to play, and we've criticized it, he likes standing shooters. Well, if you're a standing shooter like that, guys are going to close out to you faster. Liam can pump fake and go to the hoop. Liam can score off the bounce. He can make things happen. He can move the ball. He can playmake a little bit. Now, he's not going to be a primary playmaker. You know, he's going to play off a point guard almost certainly. But in a pinch, you can give him the ball at the top of the key and let him let him work out of the pick and roll, things like that. That's what I've seen on film, at least. But if he's off the wing and he catches the ball and somebody closes out to him, it's not just like, nah, I got to pass it. You know, like you felt with Miller Cop or, or some of these other guys that, that are just standing shooters. He's got the ability to go make something happen with the ball in his hands kind of every time he catches it and he's ready to go. And he does, I, I think Tony, you kind of alluded to this. He's a guy that, is wants to make something happen every time he has the ball in his hands too. He's not, he's not timid at all. And he has enough confidence in his game. And I think watch film from him, you know, a a year ago to now, he's definitely more assertive and he's definitely more confident. And and I think at Montverde, when you come in, you know, you know, you're good, but you're kind of deferring to the other guys who are maybe older or have established themselves. Now he's playing like he's one of the dudes and and he, he certainly is. Ryan, I know you need to get going. Do you want to give us any final thoughts here on this uh, good day for the Hoosiers? It's a big one, man. Uh, I'm going to go buy Tony some blinds and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, Italian blinds. It's angelic analysis, Ryan. Yeah. That's what Tony provides. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm not used to doing these during the day. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but but just a huge day. I mean, for everyone, you know, we've all kind of been sweating this one and just hoping it got there. To, and and you know, great for Liam and his family and everything. It'll be it'll be awesome for them. It's you know, there's nothing like the Hoosier family, so uh, it, it'll be fantastic for them and it's fantastic for us because we get to watch a really great player. Uh, now let's uh, let's hope for the next one, next domino to fall, and hope it falls positively. And 
Uh, luckily, I'll be I'll be in the same country when that one happens. I promise. Uh, Good, but you mean you mean back here in this country, not yes. where you are right now. Okay, the same country as the announcement. We'll say yes. that. Okay. Well, good. Well, enjoy your time. Uh, Please tell your parents that we said hi. And uh, I will do that in 10 seconds. They're right right. out there. Bye, guys. All right. See you, man. You know, Tony and and Coach, the other thing is you you start to project forward a little bit for next year, right? And so we know Liam's going to be here, obviously. Uh, You know, I would think, I mean, even if Malik Renew does what I think he's going to do and turn in all Big Ten season this year, I still think he's a guy who projects to be here another year. Um, I don't think he has that immediate NBA potential. You know, so you start looking, you know, Trey Galloway probably going to be here. And then, you know, if Indiana is able to get the other two guys that they're that they're really going after here, Boogie Fland and Derek Queen, both of who are excellent passers, man, you start to look at what the offense could look like. And of course, you know, with CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks and some of the other guys who are going to be there. But the passing and creation and ability to do it from multiple spots is something we haven't seen at Indiana in a long time. Like most of the time, it's one, maybe two guys that are kind of initiating and, and able to do that. And last year, we were spoiled a little bit, you know, with, with Jalen and Trace, you know, being able to do it. And it sure would have been nice to see if you had X out there, too, because you would have started to get that dynamic. But you're starting to project a roster that has an ability to score, secondary create, pass at four or five positions. That's the kind of stuff that works in the NCAA tournament because it allows you to be versatile offensively and attack different types of defenses, which we haven't been able to do. And so, you know, when you start projecting that forward, and of course, you know, those commitments need to actually happen. Um, But if they do, that's the kind of offense that Mike Woodson is starting to build for next season. And that is really exciting to think about on a day like today when, you know, we're not grounded by here's what this year's team is going to do. We're daring to dream and thinking big and projecting forward. That kind of stuff is exciting for me to think about. Coach uh, Tonsoni, why don't which you go coach? Sorry. Oh, okay. Speak, speaking of passing, I just threw one out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, coach. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've been a proponent of uh, you know transition basketball and, and scoring early in offense, but you got to have the personnel to do that. Uh, you know, in in Tony's uh, film on Twitter and. The film room, you do see his ability to just catch and shoot on uh, on the break. Uh, his footwork is so nice that his feet are moving as he's catching the basketball, which is what you want on a shooter, uh, and that's why he can get his, his shot off. Now, obviously, playing against college and scouting and all that, he's got to make sure that that's still correct for, for this level. But coming in uh, – that ability to do that. And I just like his ability to get out and go. And the more players you have, you can attack in different ways is what you just said. And and I think that is, that is so important. If you want to be a second weekend NCAA team with a chance to go to the final four, you know, know, I think coach Woodson did a good job in picking stuff that got your, your best two players. And then he had some other players, which we all like, it sounds like we were negative about some of those guys, but we're not, but it's just an additional, blessing when you have all five guys or six or seven guys in the rotation that can do multiple things uh, uh, instead of just a singular thing for this guy and then this guy can do a singular thing and then you you have to rely on Trace Jackson Davis or Hood Shafino consistently night in and night out um, but you know his ability I, I like in the film that little catch and, and shoot in the lane where he flashes and he catches in the lane I've seen some elbow catches so I mean you can you can utilize him in a lot of different sets or 
at least actions to initiate offense. But I think I think you're absolutely right. This is where a post player gives you one thing when you get a five star post player in. A point guard gives you another thing. This is a wing that can put all of that together, which is why I'm excited uh, he's coming to Indiana. Tony, let's get your thoughts. I know you got to bounce too, so get your thoughts and then maybe some final thoughts on what today means. Yeah, you know, again, just super exciting day for Indiana. Um, I also thought, uh, you know, Indiana's uh, Twitter usage from their coaching staff was uh, A+, plus. Uh, you know, with Woody's tweet that they put out and then um, Adam Howard's tweet of Woody shooting a pool shot behind his back. Like, just cool stuff, fun stuff, um, using the platform the right way. Um, but yeah, exciting day. And, and, you know, overall, like you hope this is a domino effect now. Um, you know, we knew coming into today that Indiana was going to learn a lot about its future within these next couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, you kind of check off one of one with Liam McNeely and, you know, his, his best friend is, is Derek queen or one of his best friends. Um, and, and then you, obviously you have the boogie flan commitment or recruitment that seems to be coming to an end as well. So it's just, one of those things where, you know, you think it could possibly just be that domino effect that really, you know, helps change the trajectory of Indiana program. We're not even the trajectory. I think Indiana is in a positive direction, but, you know, raise that ceiling just higher than we've seen it in quite some time. And, you know, you could look back on this day in a couple of years and be like, you know, that was the day that got this ball rolling. Um, you know, I kind of look back to like the Cody Zeller commitment um, for those like 2012, 2013 teams of like, that was kind of the day the ball started rolling and, and got things going in the right direction. So, you know, I, I get giddy thinking about what the roster could look like in, in, you know, next year, two seasons from now, as you mentioned, you know, we're not constrained to just talking about this season right now. So I get giddy thinking about what that roster could look like and versatility. Um, you know, I get excited for Mike Woodson in terms of the versatility that he's going to be able to, to utilize in his lineups and matchups. And, you know, Indiana's just going to be, if if they if the roster construction happens the way they want it to, they're just going to be an anomaly in the Big Ten and going to be really tough to to contend with. Um, you know, given the roster makeup they're hoping to have. So super excited! Always a great day to be a Hoosier, but today's a little extra great. Um, and I appreciate you know you allowing me to to air my thoughts here. Oh, we love having your thoughts, Tony. Great analysis. Uh, again, if you're subscribed to IU Film Room, you can go back and look at the analysis Tony did. Check out his Twitter feed because he's got a bunch of cool videos there. And I'm sure there will be lots more Liam talk coming in the future uh, from Tony and the rest of us. So have a great Sunday, Tony. Appreciate you being here. See you, Tony. Thanks, guys. Uh, a few more things here, Coach, and, and obviously we don't need to belabor this too long because there's going to be tons of time uh, to talk about this moving forward. Uh, I do want to say the page I was looking at for 24-7 earlier didn't have the most recent class in there because McKenzie Mbako also belongs on that list in terms of commitments. He is actually the second highest rated after Romeo. And someone asked in the chat, where's Eric Gordon? And that's a good question because he was one of the top two or three prospects in his class for some reason uh, isn't included here, uh, but he certainly should be. But whatever, the point is Liam McNeely, any way you slice it, one of the five or six, you know, highest rated recruits that Indiana has gotten uh, in the past, you know, 25, 30 years, uh, you know, and so that's part of what makes this uh, just such an important one 
uh, for Indiana. Uh, Coach, I just wanted to read a couple things here. Uh, you know, our friend Rob Cassidy uh, from Rivals, um, he wasn't able to join us today, but I did ask him to just you know, give me his overall thoughts on what this means. And he said uh, about Liam, he's one of the more well-rounded players in high school basketball. He's not got many holes in his game, even if he isn't the best player in the class at any one thing. He's become a much better defender in the last year. He's positively impacted nearly every game in which I've ever seen him play and never seems to have a truly bad night. And, you know, I think when I think about a player like Liam McNeely, He's the kind of guy that maybe he's not going to be able to go get you 35 points in one game, but he's the kind of guy that raises your floor every night out because he's just, you know, you're going to get that solid effort from him. You know, he's a smart player and, you know, he's just going to be able to do lots of little things that impact the game. You know, Tony was mentioning uh, earlier, I posted on Twitter that, you know, look, whenever we get on these shows, we start doing player comps and there are no perfect player comps. You know, we all understand that, but it's nice sometimes to put maybe a particular skill that a guy has or a particular style of play that he has, you know, into a context that, you know, a fan who doesn't study this stuff, you know, with the nuance that we do can understand. And so, you know, one of the, I later deleted the tweet because I think it got taken out of context and people thought that I was comparing Liam to Dane Fife as a player overall. I'm not. But what I meant was just his particular skill on defense to be able to compete against higher level athletes by being smart, by being able to position himself and by being able to disrupt what they're doing with deflections and quick hands. I mean, Dane Fife is the all time leader in steals at Indiana. I think he still is, um, you know, and so Liam has a little bit of that in him, but obviously with more height and a more versatile game, you know, and so he's got just those little things that on both ends of the court, you know, I have a feeling we're just going to be coming on here on post game shows and talking about all these little plays Liam made. And then, oh, yeah, you know, he scored 19 points and hit five threes, you know, and it's just that's the thing. You know, we haven't had a lot of guys like that with that with that kind of versatility. And so to have him and then to have him be, you know, someone who's close with Derek Queen and someone who is now, you know, built a relationship with Boogie Fland uh, from all accounts that can perhaps help with those recruitments. That's what makes this kind of in a larger picture. It's always huge to get, you know, a five-star guy. You need to stack as many of those as you can, uh, you know, to go where Indiana wants to go. But he is hopefully now one that isn't just going to be able to impact Indiana on the court when he gets here, but also have that important role and possibly helping build what could be really a monster recruiting class for Mike Woodson. I mean, if you get Derek Queen, you get Boogie Flynn, that's three top 30 guys, a lead guard, a wing, and a big. I mean, that's pretty much all you can ask for in a recruiting class when they really have zeroed in on these three guys. And it's a bit of a high-risk, high-reward strategy, but one down, two to go. Uh you know, and so we'll obviously keep tracking that as we move forward. But any other thoughts on Liam as a player and just, you know, kind of what you're looking forward to seeing that we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I think the more we talk about it, uh, what, what you said there, we need to flesh out and is a positive is the intangibles. Um, you know, uh, the Cassidy guy said he, he very rarely has uh, a bad game. He can impact in many areas. You know, sometimes you get a, a five star and and they're very athletic and, and they can get the lob and dunk and they can run the floor or or they're a great ball handler or whatever. Uh, but it seems like 
this is a five-star that can do so many things. And what he's not good at, I think it sounds like he'll be ready to improve those things uh, because he has from his time in Texas and then going to Mount Verde and then now his senior year at Mount Verde, he's gotten better uh, at at things. Um, And obviously, as with all of this, until the young man, you know, tips it off in in assembly hall and and plays in a, a college game, like you said, with some of that list, some of those players that were highly rated did not um, materialize. But when you have all that kind of game and that basketball savvy, you can overcome some tough aspects or a tough game here or or there. And sometimes that balances out. You know, as a coach, you really like those players that that really want to do well in multiple things. And it just seems – like that's the kind of guy we're getting Liam uh, in Liam that, uh, you know, you if and when Boogie comes and he's talking about playing with good players and making sure he helps other players get good players and win. And you kind of get that same feel with Liam, um, yeah. you know, and all of this has to materialize. Obviously, the other guys have to say yes and. And, and Liam's got to be able to transfer the what he's doing in high school to to college, and that sometimes is is difficult. But I, I just I'm just really really pleased with Coach Woodson and the type of guy that he's going after. And and I know, man, we put all of everything into one basket here, and we got the first domino. Uh, but he is going after the talent, and I think the talent that he's getting has some other things that a lot of us don't look at because you can't see it on a highlight tape. Uh, yep. And that that's the thing I'm excited to see Liam this year, watch him on TV tonight, and now really watch him. I like to watch off the ball, too, and, and I will share with our listeners, too. It, it's great when you see him go up and dunk the basketball or, or you see him hit a three and do the call sick, you know, that we're all going to see a lot of that tonight when, when he plays or in the videos going forward the rest of the year. But watch what he does off the ball defensively. Watch what he does off the ball offensively. How hard does he cut? Those things I think you'll be impressed with if you focus in in on those things. And that's the type of guy I think we're getting. You're such a coach. That's why we love having you here. <laughs> that's, that's good. No, it's good, though. It's good, though. And look, I don't know that this needs to be said, but clearly from you know some people on Twitter today who were like, you know, hey, we haven't hung a banner since 1987. Why are we getting so excited about recruits? And it's like... You know, as you said, coach, and as we've mentioned, there's no guarantee here. You know, Liam McNeely could come to Bloomington and, you know, really struggle. You know, I would say to me, his absolute floor is probably Miller Cop. You know, maybe if the athleticism at the college level, uh, you know, some of his creation just isn't really able to translate, he can still be an excellent standstill shooter and a really good team defender. Like his absolute floor to me is that with a ceiling that is much higher, you know, and, and, you know, so we're not here saying like, okay, here we go. Indiana's back, print the shirts. But it is a, a recognition that, you know, if you want to consistently compete for Big Ten titles and you want to consistently make deep runs in the NCAA tournament, we've got to get different types of guys that we've had. And we love all the players that we've had, but a lot of them have been, had fewer dimensions to their game than some of the guys that we're getting now. And that has really come to bite Indiana against better teams and in tournament play because when you can only play one way, you have a more narrow path to victory. And when you have players as good as Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino, you can still win a lot of games that way. But you run up against a Miami in the NCAA tournament and they eat your lunch because you don't have a plan B and a plan C that you can go to. One of the reasons why I'm excited about this year's roster 
is I don't think Indiana has a plan A as good as what they had last year, but I think they have plans B and C this year. You know, and so that I think gives Indiana more versatility. If Indiana is able to land some of these other recruits and build the roster that it looks like Mike Woodson wants to build, now maybe you've got to play in D and E too, meaning there's just more ways that you can win. And so that's why we come on here and do these shows after the recruitment. Number one, we do that for any player, just, hey, let's talk about what we're getting. But there is a special excitement when it's a five-star guy, because the more of those that you get... The, the, the better positioned you are to take advantage of those skills and get back to, to the level where Indiana wants to be. It's got to actually happen on the floor. We all know that, but this isn't really the time to talk about this or that. This is the time to talk about the player and who we're getting. And I think there's a lot of reasons for Indiana fans to be legitimately excited about this type of player. Um, because again, like we said, he's not a guy we've had a lot of, uh, and he really can function well with other good players. And you put enough of those guys together, you're going to be a really good basketball team. Yeah, and, and I've said all along, I've come to realize this in the two years of Coach Woodson, and I get some grief from people too because, yeah, coaches always coach better with better talent, but there are coaches that really need talent to unlock their whole package of, of plays and schemes, and then there are coaches that can take a team that is less talented and really mold them and, and get them to overachieve. Coach Woodson's the, the, the first one. He he has really good packages and ideas of how to get his best players the the basketball. When he has high level talent at multiple positions, I think you're going to see stuff that Ryan and I will start liking a little better, <laughs> because he's got more. Uh, that's that NBA. You know, when you're NBA, you got you got ten guys on the roster that can just flat out shoot and play and and do all those things. So you scheme up all of that. Uh, not too many NBA coaches uh, can really squeeze a lot out of a bad roster. There are a lot of good college coaches that can squeeze something out of a marginal roster. I mean, Wisconsin's been doing it for 25 years. Uh, that that Their roster isn't good. The school up north does a lot of that too. Um, and, and Coach Woodson is a type where he's at his best. He's got this high-end talent at multiple positions. That's why this is a, a, an exciting recruit because I think it opens up. I think coach Woodson's done a good job getting the ball to hood Shafino and getting the, the ball to trace Jackson Davis and winning games, but we haven't made it to a sweet 16 and coach Woodson wants to do it. He needs talent and he won this one. Uh, that is absolute reason to be excited. And if the next couple dominoes fall, then you, you have some outstanding top level players, as you said, four in coach Woodson's tenure, that, that has to be exciting. Uh, it needs to, we know we need to get to that second weekend more and we need to do well with the recruits that are coming in but yep this is headed in a good direction and you know we have four over 400 people on an emergency podcast heck yeah we do this <laughs> that's right we'd be stupid not to do it we miss an opportunity to see all you awesome people in here that's right say hello on a sunday afternoon well, look, so, and that, that's the other thing, you know, cue, cue the jingle. We started a podcast and created a community. From our perspective, we just like these opportunities to get together with everybody, you know, and see everybody in the chat and get together and talk with ourselves. So this is a great excuse to do it. Uh, it's a good day. You know, who knows? We came on here and had a nice, exciting, if you go look in the archives, I'm sure we said all kinds of great stuff about Christian Lander when he came on and that one didn't work out. And so we're well aware of all of that, but you know, take a step back. It's the off season. The football team brought, you know, joy yesterday. So, you know, get excited about Michael Penix and get excited about Liam McNeely. If you're an Indiana sports fan, uh, and obviously then all the other, uh, great, great teams that are doing great things at IU too. Jared, you, you bring up a good point that I just think we need to hammer home that 
and we've talked about it already. I've said it too. There are no guarantees, but don't assume the negative. Don't assume we're getting all right. the five stars who are going to suck. You know, uh, <laughs> that's not on, that's not on Adam Howard and Jordy Holston. Let's identify those five stars that are likely just to suck. And, yeah. and we're going to bring them to Indiana. Like when, when you get a, when you get the 13th ranked player to say yes to your school and you beat Kansas, hell yes, let's get excited. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, we got excited. We just had a good Sunday in, in 2023. Thanks for, for that. If it doesn't work out, um, yeah. and, you know, you, you, we have to be honest and say, we have to see it, but you want, I mean, I don't want the 350th player, uh, over the 13th player. Uh, it, it's just, unless it's OG and an <laughs> But how, but yeah. again, but look, but those, those this, are the ones that surprise us when yes. they, when they turn out. Right. Yes. Uh, and these kids surprise us when they don't turn out, which is a, a real deflator as a yes. fan. But what I'm saying is, woo, <laughs> let's go. Yes. Hey, I think we're going to have a couple others too. I'm just, I'm just have a feeling at least one more, uh, um, emergency podcast. And then we got to fill out the roster. So we'll have some, no matter what, but uh, I, I have, I have a good feeling that this isn't going to be the last time. Um, yeah, you didn't uh, even play the siren though today. I th- didn't think, did you, did you play no, the siren? No, I didn't. Uh, I forgot to do it at the start. Then I don't know. I was also kind of wondering if playing a siren was a good, I, I don't know. I just didn't do it. Um, usually we do it for these shows. I didn't do it for this and we'll probably do it for the next one. Um, but yeah, no coach it's, you know, as our buddy, uh, you know, Mike Weymouth, IU in Philly, as people know him in our community in the pigs community, Look at the really good teams. Look at the teams who are where Indiana wants to be. Now, not always. This doesn't apply to a team like Purdue, for example, um, you know, who doesn't tend to recruit at this high of a level, but still has been a high-level regular season team. But what has been Purdue's issue? They haven't been able to get it done in the NCAA tournament at the highest of levels. And part of that is because they run into other teams that can do more things than them, and Purdue typically has a couple ways they can beat you, and they're amazing at it, but they don't have those other plans and they can't, you know, beat you with athleticism and beat you in different ways with dynamic playmakers, you know? And so that's what we all want Indiana to get back to it. You got to have guys like this. And so, you know, you just, it's, it's a probability game. Basically you've got to have more, you know, you've got to offer more guys that are high level. You've got to get more visits from high level guys. And then at some point those visits have to start turning into commitments. And where I think Indiana fans should really be excited about this one is and Ryan talked about this. It wasn't just Mike Woodson swooping in at the end in a quick recruitment. It wasn't because Liam McNeely had a pre-existing relationship with one of the assistant coaches. This was a true knockdown, drag-out, two-year recruiting battle with other heavyweights that Indiana won. And what that means is Mike Woodson has now shown you he can win every type of recruiting battle there is. And he had to prove it. You know, When he got here as a college coach, there were a lot of questions about him from a recruiting perspective. I didn't buy into a lot of them. But it didn't matter whether I bought into him or you bought into him. He had to show it, and now he's showing it. And so, you know, now I think you can start to just have a little bit more confidence because you're starting to see some of these things happen. Um, so, good day, uh, good day for Indiana basketball. Good day for Liam McNeely. You know, I, I think one of the things that I'm sure worked in Indiana's favor is they are a basketball family, and they are going to a place that loves and appreciates basketball, and that is going to have fans that really appreciate the subtleties of his game. I just I think Indiana fans are going to love watching him play, you know, and and it, you know, 
if you haven't gone and watched some of those highlight videos, do it, especially now knowing that he's coming, uh, because he just does so many things that, you know, that astute basketball fans are going to appreciate that don't always show up in the box score, but that are going to show up, you know, on the screen and on film when you're watching to figure out, Hey, why did Indiana win that game? Oh yeah. Cause in addition to the points, Liam McNeely did all this other stuff. So anyway, good day. I got to get back to pumpkin carving, uh, coach, I know you've probably got a busy day of watching football and chasing Mrs. Tonsoni around. Man, uh, so. I tell you, I'm not chasing. I'm not chasing anyone today after being on my feet for 12 hours yesterday up at the football game at Notre Dame. I, uh, so I barely can make it up these steps back here. I got a bear crawl up uh, just to go get a Dr. Pepper. So last thing I will say, uh, if you're looking for some football listening, go check out our friends at Crimson Cast. I thought uh, Galen and Mason Williams did an excellent job of breaking down yesterday's horrific loss in Ann Arbor and kind of putting into context just how far Indiana football has fallen. I mean, look, it's up to you. I'm always going to recommend their show. It's a great listen. If you're in a good mood and you don't want to put yourself in a bad mood, maybe save it for Monday, but I would definitely listen to it because I think it's really good analysis. And of course, check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Use the promo code HOME23. Galen was just talking about how he was so excited about yesterday. He went and bought a Washington hoodie. Hey, go buy a Washington hoodie. Support Michael Penix as he goes for the Heisman and Kalen DeBoer, you know, and 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 Michael Penix shoot go for a national championship. It's fun to watch them, um, but we really appreciate everybody being here, uh, you know, on short notice on a Sunday. Uh, but there's a reason. It's fun for us all to get together, and we need to get more players like Liam McNeely. We got one because we got Liam McNeely, and now hopefully we have good news coming with Boogie Fland. Good news coming with Derek Queen. We will keep you posted on those. And if those recruitments go Indiana's way, we'll be right on here with an emergency podcast after those. Uh, Coach, your final thoughts on a good day for Indiana basketball. Yeah, it's a good day. I I think this is a guy that Indiana basketball is really going to uh, need, uh, and the fans of Indiana basketball are really going to enjoy. And. You know, what we had before Coach Woodson got here, I, I was always wrong on, on the Archie Miller thing. Very disappointed because I had high hopes there. Uh, Coach Woodson has just come in, and he's got a plan, and and it's working. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is a day. Uh, I, I felt it was coming. I was very, very confident. Uh, but once uh, my phone started blowing up with everyone, uh, I forgot <laughs> to turn on the announcement, to be honest. It's a good day. This kid can play. I mean, anytime you're a top 20 recruit, the kid can play, um, and I would be sh- surprised if he doesn't have a a, a, a good run here at Indiana. And so yep. let, let's get a couple more. He can play. He's a baller. Can do a little bit of everything. Yep. Really excited to watch him play and excited to watch him play with all of you and come on here on the postgame shows and break it down. So enjoy your Sunday, everybody. Uh, we'll be back to talk with you Well, you know, if there's another announcement in the next few days, which some people are saying there might be, we'll be here to talk with you after that one. We'll for sure be here to talk with you Thursday night for Assembly Call Radio and kind of zoom out and take a big picture look at all of this and also look forward to what I still think is going to be a really exciting season for this year's team. But we'll talk about all that on Thursday. Uh, Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.